Hi everyone, welcome back to Reflections. We are on episode 2 and as usual we are looking at some of Africa's biggest problems. Today we will be talking about technology in Africa and I am so excited because we have a special guest joining us. In our last episode we talked about education, leadership and even our culture and we heard from a number of young people from different African countries. I won't waste much of your time and I'll just go in and introduce Kingsley Bessidone. Hi Kingsley, welcome to the show. Hi Nadine, what's happening? I'm happy to be here. Um, <laughs> I'm free, I'm very excited, you know, we're finally doing this, you know, finally, yes. after the whole back and forth, we're finally doing <laughs> But like, yeah, this is exciting to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you for being here. It's an honor to have you. Um, I've known you for a while, so I was really excited when this opportunity came to have you on the show. For our listeners, sorry. I just want you to tell us a bit about your background, where you are currently, what you do, and how you got here. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, I'm Kingsley Besidona, like you said, originally Nigerian. Um, left Nigeria when I was what, like 17 or so, or 19, I'm not sure. Uh, went to Ghana, Ashesi University, where I met you. Yeah. Uh, studied computer science. Uh, my third year of university came to the U.S for an accelerated accelerated degree studying yeah. masters in computer science as well graduated or last year <laughs> uh got a job before i graduated I was yay goldman and then you know currently technology analyst or software engineer at goldman sachs um, it's exciting you know my journey has been has been very interesting definitely like um having that experience of like being you know in Nigeria being in Ghana and also being yes. in the US being exposed to like you know the different environments tech wise and also like cultural wise um, but yeah that's that's a bit about like my journey and about me you know but yeah wow it's exciting <laughs> <laughs> it is it is I guess that would lead me to my next question actually what was your dream job out of school and was it in Africa and if not why was it not in Africa? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know. Um, so when I was in, surprisingly, when I was in um, in Ashesi, I was definitely thinking of going into like that entrepreneurial space of yeah. like, you know, starting up with, like a startup, a tech startup in, in Ghana or in Nigeria yeah. and just do my own thing. I definitely wasn't open to the idea of masters in computer science because like, as at that time, I didn't see the benefit of like even yeah. getting a master's degree. I was like, what's the point? Uh, because I, the, you know, the mindset I had was like, oh, it's, it's still like, what matters in computer science is still like you know, your skill set and all of those things. But like, you know, coming to the US definitely, uh, coming for graduate school definitely changed my thinking around like, you know, computer science and like what I knew then and what I know now is, com- is completely different. And my growth in like the two, three years, almost three years I've been in the U.S. has definitely like, um, you know, shaped me into the person I am today, uh, tech-wise. And my dream job then, you know, was being entrepreneurial. And like when I came to the U.S., definitely saw the knowledge gap in terms of like, I thought I knew a lot back then. Mm -hmm. When I came here, it was like, wow, it's like, it's like I didn't know anything. So it's like starting from scratch and like learning a lot again. Mm-hmm. And my my dream job definitely changed. 
Okay. Given that, you know, you get exposed to uh, like classmates and people that are working for like big tech companies. Yes. Um, I remember there was a time I was working on an assignment and I saw like a couple guys just like a couple seats for me talking about how uh, one of them got an internship at Amazon and I was like, wow. So I'm close to like, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm close to the big tech companies now. It's like, yes. I know people that work at, you know, these companies started making friends one of my very close friends also currently works at amazon as well and so it's kind of like i started getting influence in you know the idea of getting you know getting into these big tech companies and like seeing what it's like working there and so so my 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 dream changed a bit yes Uh, but, but definitely still have that whole i still have that passion of like entrepreneurship but like now coming in though like i i don't really know that much about tech as i thought i did yeah um, my my dream kind of changed a bit to be like grow as much as i can you know in the tech space here and you know get to a very senior level you know uh maybe principal and principal software engineer or higher okay. uh, and then i feel like i'll be at the point in my career where i can go back to africa and like start up a tech company or something like that you mentioned a lot that your dream changed right yeah and Initially, it was entrepreneurship. And I was just looking up some statistics and I found that a majority of tech companies in Africa start out with some some kind of entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're able to get a lot of funding. So 60% of those that start out do actually get external funding. Yeah, but, like VCs and stuff, yeah. Exactly. But what's stopping these companies is the fact that compared to Asia, US and Europe, which are all getting above 11% returns, on that capital investment, the tech companies in Africa are getting just about 2.7%. So (laughs) did you know this before you decided, you know what, I think I'm going to start my tech career with one of the big giants. Because when we talk tech, we're talking about Amazon, we're talking about Google, and all these companies are not African companies, right? They've gone global, but they're not African companies. So does this issue of, the market and and some of the issues are really like low consumer purchasing power right you might start yeah. something really innovative but but people it, don't it's know hard. exactly know, people don't know it's innovative yeah exactly um, so in your opinion what's stopping the tech startups in africa and even some of the tech companies that we know in africa from doing as well as those in this part of the world in the west um you've mentioned one thing right um one thing you've mentioned is you might think of something innovative you know yes um you, you push it out there Pe- people just don't don't get it you know people, yeah you know my, my mom would still prefer her you know her small yam phone or like <laughs> a small phone that doesn't that's not a smartphone to do her day-to-day yes you know, keep, she'll keep her smartphone at, at home and then go go outside with like her phone that's not like as you know technology technologically efficient as the other one but like I think definitely adoption is kind of slow in Africa and uh, we can say it's an, it's either an educational problem, we can say it's partly is an okay. educational problem. Um, you can see like people don't like, some of us are fortunate to start start off early, getting yeah. like, like uh, some of us going to universities where like, you know, like Ashes is like, you, you have to have a laptop, you have to have like, yeah. you know, this. you have to be um, technolo- technologically proficient to be at the school. Because everything is, you know, is via like, you know, web applications. You're learning materials online, and like that's the culture. 
Uh, some universities is just not like that. You know, so, you know, I hear some of my friends like in Nigeria also studying computer science, where like their computer classes, some students, some computer science students don't have laptops and they have to like write like the programming languages on the board and That's... stuff like that. And it's kind of crazy, you know. Um, so we, you know, we can say it's partly an educational problem. Like it's okay. partly like there needs to be more orientation towards tech. But one thing I'll say is um, there's one thing I believe: business funds education. That's one thing I've always known. Like um, the, the the men in business, like the Dangote, the, yeah. the, the Tony Elumelus, and the, and the big boys in Nigeria, and also the big men in Ghana that are into different businesses. Um, they can't drive the conversations around tech. They they can you know shift their focus and start like investing more into tech. And one thing I know is the moment um, the business space pushes, uh, the businessmen start pushing for tech, um, schools will be forced to shift their focus. And you know now it's, it's now a thing of like there's more funding for schools to have like uh, labs and like research labs around like you know around tech. You know, we see things like, we hear conversations like, oh, Microsoft has like a, maybe a lab somewhere in Nigeria, or like Google has a lab somewhere, you know, in Ghana, stuff like that. Um, That, you know, that kind of helps build, you know, the tech space in some sense and drive the conversations around tech. Because one thing I've also noticed uh, is every, I don't, look, I might be wrong about this. Like, I might be wrong about this, but like, this is what I have noticed, my observation personally, you know, my observation my opinion but what yes. i've noticed is like every single tech guy or tech bro i come across from africa is solving the same problem it's like they're always trying to wow. exactly the same thing yeah uh, if i'm talking to someone it's if you're not going into a payment system if you're not going into innovation <laughs> around around that it's like man i can i can predict what you're going into you know at the start of yeah. like what you're competing in and you can't blame them for that really because like that's what is trending and that's the space that that's the space where you can you know bring out something that people will adopt it more uh but like when there's more push or more research into like uh, into tech and how we can use tech to make our lives efficient more in africa mm-hmm. and there's more funding for like universities to grow tech wise i yes. guess there'll be more spaces to innovate in you know than the same spaces these startups you know come out of a very clear example before we move on to something else is you see you know labs like in mit come up with surprisingly come up with so many products that you might not you know have, have come across That's come out of, like, the mit labs and you'll be like wow you know this is this is coming from a school you know mm-hmm. and you know these are the things that would happen if businesses and businessmen especially african businessmen shift their focus from rice and sugar and spaghetti <laughs> and cement into like now okay you know what let's get to tech space how can i use tech to make you know what my business process is better yes and yeah that's what's going to drive like you know that's one of the things that'll help i guess i mean you make a very strong point about the influence of education on the state of tech in our countries and in last week's episode and we actually had a discussion about education leadership mindset of young people and it's interesting that you say when our business people start to shift their focus into the tech space you also drive education in that direction right yeah we've seen what tech has done in the middle east let's take dubai as an example Mm -hmm. um 
it's it's just a city in the United Arab Emirates, but it has become such a tech hub that we have a whole fintech hive over there. And it, it's starting to build something that's almost like um, what we have here in the US, right? Yeah. But when we come to Africa, we're well, mainly, I just tried to Google like top tech companies in Africa. And most of what I'm I'm seeing, like you said, are like Paystack, Flutterway, all exactly. of these are in the financial all sector. The same thing. Yeah. <laughs> all in the financial sector. So do you think that the mindset of even the young people that are going into these tech spaces, do you think that is a limitation? Because if we had more people that were thinking bigger than we are already thinking, maybe there'll be a bit more innovation. If we if we had young people that were passionate about things outside of the financial sector, maybe we'd see some change. So so what are your thoughts on that? Hmm, that that's, a, that's a very interesting question. You know, uh, you know, looking back at when I was in Ashesi and just thinking through like some of the ideas I had um, tech-wise, me and my friends, surprisingly, most of them weren't around like you know the common things you see tech-wise like payment systems and stuff we had like different ideas but looking at it if these ideas were trying to bring them out would that have been like would we have made money out of it because at the end of the day the startup is a business you know yes. it's more it's more a business than the technology you know yes and I, I you know my experience like you know my experiences have made me realize this you know and Man, I would say the reason why most people are going into the same things is because that is what is profitable. At the end of the day, wow. at the end of the day, when you come up with an idea, when you come up with your pitch deck, yes. or whatever thing you present to the VCs, you know, they're looking at how do they make money from this, you know, because I can have an I can have an idea, I can have an MVP, a minimum viable product. Yeah. Or that just that just works, you know, that just has like a few things working that I did, me and my friend just did and go to a VC and they like the idea, we can get as many engineers as we want to work in it and push it out, right? Yes. So if you start, you know, when you start thinking about it, you know, the, it's more of a business than just technology. So how do we look, so the conversation really is, how do we look for problems that are necessary, that tech can be, and if, you know, a, a better alternative Yes. Towards solving the problem, that should be the conversation now. And when we find when we find that that you know that niche, we would be you know we would start like having people do something else. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. I so get what you're like, trying to say. Yes. It's more of like it's more problem solving than you think. It's more I'm solving the problem that people need, and I'm mm. solving it in a way that is helpful. I'm solving it in a way that is convenient for people at the level of exposure they are to tech. Yes. And, and I'm presenting it to the VCs in such a way that they see the business, you know, aspect of it. Like this is a, this is a business. Yeah. And we're able to like, you know, get as many engineers as we want to work in it. Like there's so many talented engineers in Ghana, so many talented engineers in Nigeria. Um, man, I'll tell you, there's so many smart guys back back in Africa. Trust me. Like guys are doing things. I'm like, you know, every day I scroll through my LinkedIn, and I'm seeing someone posting the project like, <laughs> crazy. And I'm like, wow, yeah. it's exciting. But like, you know, some of these projects that they're posting is like, with the market adopted, yeah. presented to a VC, you know, they adopted, are you solving a problem that is necessary? And, and when you solve this problem, the people you're solving it for, do they know they have that problem? 
and would this help them in the way they need it to so these are the these are the conversations around tech that would help most of the guys i i see come out of you know come out of africa like all you know different countries in africa tech wise have this are driven more by the innovation they're driven yeah. more by the, the the technology the innovation yes i want to use machine learning to do this crazy crazy thing that <laughs> burst you know among the tech boys among the tech communities were like wow you know bro this is crazy this is yes. crazy. like man this is crazy <laughs> but like tell my mom i mean be like i don't know what you're talking about you know i don't know what you're saying so um our focus now should be should be user centered should be user centered uh the you know tech in africa needs to shift the focus to this to how the situation of the climate is back home and when you solve tech problems looking at the climate how the climate is back home yes. you start coming up with in you know, different you know innovative like tech startups that are doing like things that you know they are crazy so that's what i think I totally agree with you. I think one of the technologies even though it's still in the banking and finance sector yeah. that really has changed a lot of things in a lot of African countries was mobile money which started exactly. as M-Pesa, right? It's exactly. solving a real problem that an everyday person has. You know. Exactly. I'm getting from you is we need appropriate solutions. Yes. Right. So now I guess um that turns it back again to us the young people. It turns it back to us because we have such a young population like a majority of africans are below 30 and that that young population will continue to remain that way at least for the next 10 years right and there's a rise in internet penetration we're starting to see a lot of rising cities in africa you know and but then the emerging technologies just don't match how young our populations are if you look at most of the western countries the populations are much older but somehow they've managed to bring technology into their everyday lives so looking at where we are now how can we move forward that's a that's a very big question you know is the question like even even i alone can't answer you know even yeah. i alone can't provide an answer very like straightforward answer to you know it's but it's a very necessary question as well you know how do we bridge the gap how do we move forward um how do we you know make sure what we are doing tech wise is you know is trendy enough for the younger crowd yes it's simple enough for the older crowd to be yes you know that's a very big problem to solve you, you get like a tech yeah. problem um but then again that's where you know finding your niche is important like um what is your what is your you know your technology who is your technology focused towards like what demographic that's something you need to like think about you know tech wise when you get into the space um i definitely i'm de- i definitely don't know you know yeah. i don't know this this straightforward answer because <laughs> like you know how we can bridge that gap yeah. and say a lot of things like maybe we should do this maybe we should do that but like let's get into the fundamentals really you know uh the fundamentals definitely is do we have um do we have a growing tech space yes we do do we have capable young people that can change the tech space in africa yes we do um are we growing exponentially are we growing well yes we are we are growing well we're growing the growth is crazy um the amount of people that are switching majors from 
you know, doing something like in, in business or in arts, they're getting into software engineering, they're getting into computer science, is growing every day. Every day, a friend of mine is learning how to code. Every mm-hmm. day, he's getting more, you know, you know, technologically savvy, you know. So we're growing, but are we there yet? I don't think so. Uh, would we get there? Yes, I know we, we will. Um, how do we get there? I don't know. I don't know how do we, how we get, we're going to get there. But are we going to get there? Yes, we are going to get there. Some way, somehow. Um, another fundamental we need to understand is somehow we do not have like a very good infrastructure to yeah. to innovate. You know, some of our countries have like you know, you know, it's as simple as light problems. You know, There's yeah. No light. People don't have lights. You know, it's true. Like, and this is a problem. You know, how do you effectively like work? You know, in a team of people. You know, trying to bring out like a tech solution if you can't even get like electricity. That's a good question. That's the <laughs> fundamental we've not like thought about as well. You know, the, the one thing we need to realize is we're definitely growing, and uh, we'll definitely get there. Um, you know, I believe in the in the human resource. I would say, <laughs> I believe in. The- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, it's interesting that we started out on education. And we've gone to our approach to solving these problems. You know, maybe if we could change our approach and start looking at what are the problems that need to be solved specific to my context instead of um, how do I apply this big machine learning concepts that I've learned? You know, maybe just just, just start from somewhere little. And now we're talking about infrastructure. So my question is, why is tech important to us? Why should it matter? Tech is, tech is such a beautiful space because it's independent of politics, you know, in some sense. In some countries are crazy, they turn off the internet or they, they shut That's you true. Off. Some countries are crazy. <laughs> let, let me correct myself, some countries are crazy. <laughs> but then again, like, but then again, um, this doesn't happen every time, you know? Yeah. This doesn't happen every time. Um, and, you know, you can grow out of like, a, 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 you know, a tech company can start off in a, in a particular country in Africa and grow, you know, grow exponentially to different parts of Africa. So like tech is so beautiful in that sense that, you know, Google started out where in the US and then we have Google in the UK and like a lot yeah. of places around the world, you know. And that same thing can happen for like, for like companies springing out of Nigeria or Ghana, you know, like, but what is necessary is you need, we need the right leadership in tech to drive that and this these it comes back to the people in the business <laughs> you know business drives education that, that that's just a fact like it's it, sometimes we look at it, it's like the chicken and the egg concept of like business drives education and education helps business um uh. but like but the business side is necessary we need more business leaders uh, getting interested in tech like you know Wow. heavily like and that's the situation that's the climate in the, you know, in the u.s like every single company here is concerned about technology and because, yeah. why, why why is that the case because everybody's competing it's such a such a capitalist society here in the u.s like you know you, you want to compete you want to make more money yeah and, you, know, you want to and the best way to compete is with tech you know in whatever thing you're doing and tech fits in well into everything technology fits in well into everything healthcare um, you know, even sugar, you know, even your, your, your <laughs> logistics business, you know, you, you have a unique tech, you know. Yeah. It's, it's definitely necessary. And so uh, we need more business leaders shifting their focus, you know, because sometimes one thing, one thing you notice in Africa is people are just stuck on the same way they've been doing things since 
inception like oh, i agree we've been doing this <laughs> we're not ready to change this tech business we don't understand it you know I, i hear people you know one of my friends one of my very close friends told me he did like a short internship at the at the company and then they were still storing their information in, in the files putting it in <laughs> file cabinets and stuff i'm like there's the cloud you know what's, what's happening you know <laughs> like come on you know so like we need businesses to start changing the way you know the way they function and start adopting more technologies so that's what we need you know businesses drive businesses the business has to drive you know the conversation now now it's up to the business leaders to push for more tech you know more technology or more adoption of technology and you know the, the educational sector people see these things and start like you know you know start changing things you know the yeah. curriculum starts changing in some sense to be like oh wow this you know this company actually uses data science and now the conversation of data science comes up in like schools and like people yes. start, yes. start start like you know, thinking, <laughs> you know maybe maybe you know, maybe decide like oh in my sugar factory uh, decide <laughs> to do some logistic stuff or some data science yeah part of which part of you know nigeria uses more sugar mm-hmm. and do some data analysis of some sort and then maybe a school like unilag would be like oh let's have more more people going into data science and maybe down with it will hire them you know that, yeah that's, that's just like a, that's just like an example of like how business drives you know these conversations so the business leaders are definitely the ones to start the conversation of like, like in africa so I, um, I was just going to mention like one of the businesses that I think has really it's really rising because of that tech side to them which is Jumia. Jumia is becoming like the Amazon of Africa and um I'll just pick on your point right in summary if we want to see technology progress in Africa we need our businessmen need to start investing um in technology and in technology and that's that's basically it so thank you so so much for being here uh, it was an honor you have so much to give and i'm really glad <laughs> that we finally got to do this and i'm excited um, to see what comes out of this episode thank you so much kingsley it was absolutely an honor and i hope we do this again sometime actually keep engaging with my post on baobab and if you don't know what baobab is um it's a platform for young africans that are passionate about creating change you can go to www.baobabplatform.org until next time bye